What do explorers, a former newspaper editor, and a Minnesota insurance salesman have in common? They all wanted to be the first to reach the North Pole. I'm Kat Long, science editor at Mental Floss and the host of The Quest for the North Pole, a new podcast launching January 15th about our insatiable desire to explore the mysteries of the Arctic and stand at the top of the world. iHeartRadio is number one for podcasts, but don't take our word for it. Listen to The Quest for the North Pole every Friday on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. To some, he's Ziggy Stardust. To others, the Thin White Duke or Major Tom. But who is David Bowie really? To answer that, we'll have to go Off the Record. Off the Record is a new music biography podcast. Every season profiles one legendary artist. To start, we'll explore the faces of David Bowie. Each episode tells the story of one of his iconic personas. Together, they form an intimate portrait of the complex cultural giant. Listen and follow Off the Record on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Serious Rap Shit is a production of iHeartRadio. Me and my friend take this rap shit to Hey, yo, 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 mic check. One, two, back in effect. Episode 151? 151. Drinking that 151. Is that a thing? What's yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was a smoker. I was, you know, <laughs> we weren't really drinking like that. But episode 151, Serious Rap Shit Podcast. I'm John, your host. I'm Josh, your other host. And yeah, we back in effect. How you been, Josh? I'm chilling, bro. I'm chilling. Um, got the new addition to the family sitting on my lap. Yeah, you and went out and had another baby. It's crazy. Yeah, man, yeah. No, I got the uh we went out and got a new puppy on uh on Saturday and like right now there's nobody else here. So like if I would have left him in his crate, he'd have been bugging. So oh, shit. I essentially got it dog, it, it is like having a new baby, so I was gonna say little puppies are like kids. Yeah. Yeah. They're needy. They're not like a, a dog. A, my cat I wake up in the morning, I feed her, I give her water. And I let her out back. I like throw her to the wolves. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and like she does whatever the fuck she does during the day, and then she comes back at night. Yeah. I mean, she might have like you know a clawed out eye. Or, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like she'd have been through the battles. She you she literally. I, mean? I don't know how this happened, uh, but she definitely has like a scratch mark on her cheek <laughs> as we speak. She's sitting here on my lap, like yeah. as we record this. But she definitely has like a little scar on her cheek. I don't know where the fuck that came from. She was probably on the block slap boxing or something. She on the block slap boxing. You know what I mean? Yeah. She rolling dice and then when, <laughs> a, when a nigga uh, beat her, she snatched the dice and throw them up on the roof. Yeah. And then the boy come back. You know what I mean? It's like a whole thing. Yeah. She caught, she caught like a buck fifty in the grill or something. You know no. what I mean? She be alright. But uh, yeah, it does. So like this, like it's essentially been like babysitting for me for like last couple days dog so oh snap like i ain't did nothing but like binge watch tv and shit like Mm. that's pretty much all i've done um i sat there like i've been hearing about the uh cobra kai joint the karate kid joint yeah Yeah. karate kid joint on youtube because it originally was on youtube or whatever but it just got moved to uh netflix just bought it 
Oh wow, yeah. Because uh, I think YouTube like shut down their like original content or whatever. Really? Yeah, I mean, no one was paying for YouTube Red, dog. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, and I'm on YouTube literally all day. I said the same shit. I was rapping with uh, Just, and I said this. I was like, it's crazy because I pay for a bunch of streaming services, but I watch YouTube probably more than I watch any streaming service. Yeah, yeah. And I refuse to pay for YouTube Red so I can get rid of commercials. Like, it, like I don't know where. I think it's because YouTube is free. Mm-hmm. So like. It was originally free, like, to the idea of being like, oh, I got to pay for this shit now? You would switch me over to a pay model? Like, nah. Yeah, I think that's part of it. Even though I hate fucking... And it seems like there's way more ads on shit now than there was before. Oh, yeah. Now it's like... It's it's almost uh, obscene how yeah. many ads you get on stuff. But I really... Outside of the, the frequency, yeah, it's like sometimes it's drawing like, yo, it's too many ads. But generally, I don't mind ads. I don't really, really I want. It reminds it, me dog. of like regular TV. Yeah, it's like I don't a commercial break. <laughs> I don't miss it, dog. <laughs> I don't miss fucking ads, dog. Yeah. Um, I put my mom down with that Pluto TV. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a free streaming job, and it you know it's free, but it's so because it's got ads. Like you watch the, <laughs> and I was trying to watch. They have a whole channel that's nothing but American Gladiators. Whoa, what? Yeah, like it's just American. Only thing I've ever seen on this channel is American Gladiators. Wow! And like my mom was the biggest. She took me to go see American Gladiators when it came to Philly. Yo, that's so crazy. So like I saw the Eliminator like close up. You right. know what I mean? Wasn't um, wasn't uh, wasn't Debo in one of those back in the day? Probably. I think Debo probably. was in American Gladiators back in the day. I could be wrong. Um, but. I was like, yo, I was sitting watching some American Gladiators. Like, I think I turned it on and, like, uh, what the fuck? The joint where they had to, like, shoot shit at the target above the ball. Yeah. The yeah. Gladiator while he was shooting, like, tennis balls at him. Yeah. That shit was on. And I'm like, yo, I'm going to sit and watch. I love this shit. Uh, that's how niggas learn how to survive in the shooting. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? When you like, you got to run and duck and shit. <laughs> Stay you low, keep firing. You know what yeah. I mean? Um. So I'm watching that shit, and then, like, they were like, you know, uh, so-and-so's coming up next. And I'm just like, they was like, oh, Powerball's coming up next. I'm like, yo, this is my favorite shit. Yeah. Um, and then it went to a commercial, and I was just like, oh, that's why I, I pay for streaming, so I don't got to watch fucking commercials, dog. <laughs> right. Because this shit is drawn. Like, I was like, and then it's like, because it's, like, pay TV, you know, it's free TV or whatever, and it's, like, older shit. It's all these like old like yo. Do you need catheters? Blah yeah, blah yeah. blah. And I'm like oh, AARP. <laughs> yeah, like yo. I don't want to watch like 30 minutes of catheter commercials and shit. Right. Just so I can see Powerball, yo. Right. But um, nah, dog. So I uh I I was I, I started like I binged that whole fucking two seasons of that Cobra Kai shit. Mm-hmm. Um, because now it's on Netflix. Yo, it's it's cheesy and eighties mm. corny, but like in the best way possible. Nice, like and I think there's some stuff that did that shit really good. Like there's show there's there's shit that like tried to rehash stuff and like make it really cool and hit. Mm-hmm. Like Independence Day was like you know it's a cheesy popcorn alien adventure movie, right? Like the joints from the fifties. 
Yeah. Just and an then, updated like, version. Yeah. Then they tried to like make the sequel and it was like, oh, it's important and it's epic. And it's just like, mm, yeah. y'all missing what made this movie good, right? Right. Um, I just rewatched the Bill and Ted joint that dropped last week, the new one, uh, Face Ooh, the Music. I got to watch that. And it's cheesy, just like the originals. Like, right. but it fits because it's like, oh, this seems like a world where these two dudes would exist. Mm-hmm. Like, they didn't give them like midlife crises, <laughs> shit like that. They're like, no, they're still like, yeah, you I know, pay our mortgage, Ted. Like, yeah, nah. like it's still party on. Like, you know right. what I mean? Um, so, you know, like it, it's really. Like, the Cobra Kai shit falls in that same lane where it's like, yo, they lean into how corny it is. Mm. Like, it starts off with um, Johnny Lawrence driving, like, his car from the 80s and shit. Oh, shit, yeah. And he's like, yo, this shit is a classic. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, right. no, dog, it looks really bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it, like, it leans into all those shit. And then it, like... It'll hit shit where he's like, yo, he calls people pussies. And the one dude is like, yo, it's like, it's not really cool to say that no more. Like, right. You know, you're being, you know, you're being really gender specific. Yeah. And- <laughs> like problematic. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it's so silly that it like, it fits. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It doesn't come off as preachy. It comes off as like, no, he's like, he's really trying to correct this dude from the eighties. Cause this dude just it, like, it almost feels like, the character of like the bad guy from the original Karate Kid. That's if you you know don't believe the conspiracy theory that <laughs> Daniel son was really the bad guy. He's actually the villain, yeah. Because he does throw the cheap shot first. Yeah, he's a fucking asshole in that movie. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, yes. So, uh, but it kind of feels like Johnny Lawrence is just like just never left. It. He's like his favorite movie is still like Iron Eagle. Yeah, but he's like, <laughs> like frozen in time. Yeah, he feels like a caveman almost. Yeah. He kind of feels like you remember that movie Encino Man? Absolutely, I remember Encino yeah. Man. It kind of feels like Encino Man, where like they the thaw ball in two thousand, you know, two uh, thousand nineteen and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's so fun, and I'm gonna be honest with you, I've never seen this many kids really into karate. Uh. Oh shit, work. Like, they just be having karate fights everywhere. Yeah, Like, yeah. it's legit where you're watching it and you're like, oh, they would, like, have the National Guard come into this city because, like, they're just having <laughs> karate fights everywhere. The cops couldn't handle them. <laughs> no. Yo. Like, there's just karate fights, you know, at the fucking putt-putt golf. At, like, right. all, like, there's just karate fights everywhere. That's crazy because, like, when I was a kid, I always wondered, like, I knew martial arts were like a specialized skill and i always wondered about fictional worlds like gi joe for example where like Uh everybody knew martial arts (laughs) or some kind of specialized fighting skill because i had fought people as a kid i've seen plenty of fights it's like nobody i know knows any like specialized combat yeah niggas is like nice with their hands but you never like not everybody in a world like it was always like weird to me and it stood out when i would see stuff like that like everybody fight like like uh ninja turtles when like casey jones shows up (laughs) and he knows martial arts too but he's like a guy who is like lives on the street and plays hockey 
But yeah. he also knows like, Kung Fu. I don't think I've ever seen a fight in real life where anybody's ever been kicked unless he was already on the ground. Yeah. And he got kicked in his <laughs> grill or something. Like, that's the only time anybody ever got a kick to the grill is when he was on the ground. Like, and they were 100% wearing tins at that yeah, point. Yeah. Th- there was no, like, spin kick to somebody's chest or some shit. Like, Man, if I saw that shit. If a dude, <laughs> if I was rumbling a dude as a young boy and he threw like a fucking spin kick at me, I'm like, all right, bro, you got it. Like I'm walking <laughs> yeah. away at that point. And and like the karate in Karate Kid, the movie is like such like shitty karate, and you you're kind of like, yo, this shit can't be like, but like they update the karate enough. That it's not insane. Because, like, if they would have did it with it, it's still kind of, like, cheesy a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, like, they don't make them, like, fucking the raid. You know what I mean? Right, right. They give it just enough of that that it's, like, oh, it's believable to be some kind of actual karate. Right. You know, some kind of form of martial arts where it's mm. not, like, oh, I'm a... uh you know, now this dude, like Johnny Lawrence, doesn't go from like barely knowing any passable karate in the movie to then all of a sudden being like fucking, you know, Jet Li. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Mortal Kombat or some shit. Yeah, he ain't it, man, or no shit like that. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? <laughs> right. But, uh, I mean, it does, it does a really good job. Also, it does a really good job with like not making either Johnny Lawrence or Daniel Sun like the hero in this. Like mm. both of them are kind of like they're both kind of pricks. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? And they have their good qualities and their bad qualities, so you're not getting like there's not like a super preachy way e- preachy tone either way. Mm-hmm. And Ralph Macchio is in it too. Yeah. Yeah. The original Daniel Sun. Is he a yep. Trump is he like a Trump guy? I don't know. I think you're thinking of like Scott Bayo. Ooh, yes, you are correct. Scott Bayo, maybe Trump. I don't know. Oh no, oh. yeah, Charles in charge is definitely uh, is definitely Trump. Him, the original Buffy, like the Buffy from the movie. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> she said something like it wasn't about Black Lives Matter. She said some whack shit on uh, Twitter. And niggas was like grinding her, and they were like, "Yeah, that's why Sarah Michelle Geller is like the real Buffy, the real you're Buffy. Like, you're like a fake Buffy." <laughs> so it's like, um, what's my man who like used to ride An- Antonio Sabato Jr. and shit? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So is uh, um, Kevin Sorbo. Like, if you had like a shitty, uh semi-action adventure TV show on, uh, like, <laughs> seven, uh, like 17 back in the day. Right. You are a Trump supporter now. You're definitely a Trumper now. Yeah. Dog. Yeah. Yeah, Kevin Sorbo absolutely is a Trumper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking they're Her- all, Hercules. Yeah, yeah. They're all, um, they're all, like, super, like, super MAGA. Mm. But I guess it's kind of like, you know, they feel like, you know, uh, people like actors of color took their jobs, not like they're just really bad at their job. Right. I yeah. I think that um, I've seen it shake out with with like 
older white celebrities specifically, I've seen it shake out like one or two ways. It's like rarely neutral. It's like they're either a Trumper or like you go on their Instagram and they they throwing up like a strong Black Lives Matter post. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like it's it's like one of the two. Well, there's a whole like um, collection of like Republicans in Hollywood. I forget what they're called. I think they're like the Sons of Lincoln or Jeez. <laughs> like they have a group and it's uh, what's his name? Uh, fuck is my man name? He's like the head of it. The bull that plays the bad guy in the Aquaman movie from Entourage. Oh, shit. Woods. James Woods? James Woods? Really? Yeah, he's like the head of it. Like, he's what? the head of, like, the Republicans in Hollywood. Yeah. He never sat well with me. Like, <laughs> no. Yo, when he tried to run up on Johnny Drama, that's when I knew, like, you know what I mean? You knew it was so some bullshit. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't like Eminem who, like... Vince, Vince like started some shit with Eminem and it was justified yeah. them yeah. beating his ass yeah I mean and it had to be a TV show cause I don't ever see Eminem like really running nobody's mouth like that actually so. fighting somebody yeah yeah. I'm sure yeah. Eminem hasn't fought anybody since like the 97 Scribble Jam yeah exactly I'm sure of it. why the fuck like dog if I was rich if I, if I go up I'm not rumbling niggas now yeah exactly you know <laughs> I mean let alone if I'm like Eminem status of wealth. What am I, f- man? Look, it, niggas, yeah. niggas get assassinated every day, b. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What am I fighting somebody for? Come on. Um, we should probably get ready to hop into a break. Uh, we have a interview this week mm-hmm. um, with the homie S. West, who's a uh, artist and uh, producer out of uh, London. Um, so uh, we'll hop into a quick break, and uh, then we can uh, get into this interview. Work. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. If I could be you. And you could be me. For just one hour. If you could find a way. To get inside. Each other's mind. Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk a mile in my shoes. We've all felt left out. And for some, that feeling lasts more than a moment. We can change that. Learn how at belongingbeginswithus.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Walk a mile in my shoes. Yeah, so uh, right back at you. Um, So in my continued efforts to make this podcast mostly about grime and mostly about Arsenal. Um, we are here with um, the homie, 
S West, artist, producer. Um, what's up? What's going on, S? We here, man. South London, stand up. I got L's in the background. This is the guy I run the studio with. What's going on? Shout out. Where, work. Yeah, man. We're just here, live from the UK. What's going on? What's going on, man? Not much, bro. Fucking ducking the Rona. <laughs> smoking on this motherfucking they're not importing Cali no more type weed <laughs> we're just, we're just oh here. shit With the, yeah. the, the weed out there like y'all uh, y'all don't have y'all not legalized right no 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 but we got we got like real real good weed okay but, but we also import a lot of Cali innit okay mm. and, and, and like just they FedEx that shit over whatever but we can't we can't get it right now because of the Rona, in it because of the way that shit's working out with import export. So oh shit, yeah, I didn't even think about that. Right. right, right now it's carnival time as well. So in London, when it's carnival, there's always a drought every year. Not because of carnival, it's just like that time of year, in it. So mm-hmm. right now there's a drought. There's no Cali. We out here smoking motherfucking God knows, man. But. <laughs> Smoking at homegrown. Yeah, trust me, bro. But sometimes, you know, you got to slide through the midsection, see what's up. But yeah, man, we're good. We're good. Yeah, we, uh, me and John, both big uh, people just do nothing fans. Man, people just do nothing fans. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's, yeah, the 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 drama. Yeah, yeah no, you know they, they have that. They have that drought episode where they're like. They're, Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That shit happens here sometimes, man. I can't lie, but I guess in America there must never be a drought because you lot grow it like industrial for a whole fucking nation and shit. But in England, yeah. like every now and then, once every couple years, like there's just trash, man. I yeah. feel like it's it's the droughts here are circumstantial. You know yeah. what I mean? Like there there might be a drought in your specific section of your city because of whatever determining factors but yeah, a, a nationwide yeah a nationwide drought i never heard of that shit it's probably, it's probably not nationwide but you know what it is yeah like we're in london isn't it? and like london kind of it kind of sets the pace of everywhere else i guess you know what i mean like if there ain't shit here motherfuckers just presume there's nothing outside of london like no one ain't running around trying to import that shit from a different part of london because they just wait two weeks and it'll be back here. You know what I mean? Like, but yeah, England's, England's a very like, I think people from London kind of think London's the only whole place in the whole of England. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess yeah, it's yeah, like, it, it, that, like <clears throat> it's crazy. Like for, even for like, I mean, for me myself, like when I think of England, I think London, like, I don't think, you know, Yorkshire, no shit like that. Like, you know what I mean? There's, there's some big, serious cities up north, bro, like Manchester and places like that. Like, immediately what I thought, Manchester. Yeah, bro, like shit pops off in Manchester. Like, they're, they're like, you guys obviously know it because of the football teams or whatever. Yeah. But, like, even culturally, like, there's big rappers. There's always been big, big musicians from Liverpool and Manchester, like, even back in the old days. Yeah, like, yeah. Obviously, the Beatles is from like Liverpool and shit. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what I mean. So shit does pop up over there, like, and we got we got good peoples from up north. Even okay, yet again, my project. There's a guy on there called Sleazy F Baby. Yes, he's from Manchester still. So you guys probably, when you hear that shit, you might need some subtitles or something. But, <laughs> oh, shit, <laughs> they're, they're good peoples, man. Yeah. Uh, so talk a little bit about your project. Paranoia saves lives, right? Yeah, man. Fucking. 
basically me and Oz have had the studio for like two years and during all that time we've been working with a lot of other artists like a lot of established people especially like like if you're from London, I mean, it's good if you guys know, but Young's Teflon, he's like a very, he's a foundation type player in the English rap scene. And like we're lucky enough to work with people like that on the production side of things and things like that. But I've always been making my own music. So when it got down to it, I was just like, oh, like we've got so much fucking music here, man. Like let's, let's put all this shit out in a project so that we can start releasing some new stuff. Because yeah. I'm in the studio and producing and doing all of this shit like we're not really about the business of being a record label in it i don't want to i don't want to sign people up like, i would rather help people develop as an artist and then see what happens you know what i mean same way as that like, if you look at um young fuck and ysl like he might he might sign someone but if you actually look at what he does he's not really he's not doing a bird man on those guys and rinsing them for money or nothing bro he's just trying to put them on give them Beats and mm. facilitate, yeah, just just facilitate yeah. their success, isn't it? Like, and I feel like from trying to do so much of that when I first started out, I just didn't put out any of my own music whatsoever, like none. So that project is, and I haven't really spoken on this project at all either. But that that project is a assortment of tracks from the last year and a half that we feel had. They kind of had my my feeling on them, you know what I mean? And I feel like my feeling is kind of like I wasn't surprised when Rona hit, bro. I'd be feeling like I'd be feeling like we're on the brink of collapse ninety percent of the time anyway, and <laughs> I, feel, I feel like that's why my music's so miserable and shit. So yeah, man, that was just a, a selection of tracks that kind of summarized that. And now we've got singles and videos that are just going to be dropping once a month for the next like, double dose just dropped right you guys produce that yeah yeah we produce that but that's not part of my run of my tracks that's like yeah yeah that's what i mean Tef's thing's very separate but yeah man fucking double dose and hustlers don't die part five yeah those are two most recent ones but tef has got a project coming up very soon that's mad exciting like yeah, yeah i'm super excited for that i'm a big uh i'm a big um Young Teflon fan. He was his uh that like that triple mixtape thing that he dropped. Yeah, yeah. Uh, last year that they put like they put it all together. That was that was on my list for favorite albums from last year. Okay, mm-hmm. so that was that was that was like the first thing that I ever worked on with Young Still, man. Okay. And what did you produce on that? We didn't produce, we kinda executive the whole thing like Oh, uh, okay. Uh, we we were like, yeah, man, we're in the gulag those times, bro. We're just, <laughs> yeah. Working, trying to get all this shit together. And Young's his fans are the type of people that they're like, where the fuck is the music, bro? <laughs> no, I mean, he's getting live voice notes. Like, come, man. Like, we ain't had nothing to play in the trap for three years, bro. Like, we're, yeah, like shit. No, I mean, bro. So then, yeah, we just. Worked on that one, put it out, and it went well. But this next project, this next project, something else in it. Like Blood Swag and Tears, is, it feels like a like a modern classic. But this one here is horrible, still. Yeah, nice. I'm looking forward to it, man. I, like I said, I'm, I'm a huge fan. So, um, yeah. like, and I had heard your name before, like brought up on his stuff, and that's why then I, when I, I peeped, you, I saw your project was up. I checked it out, and I, I was, I really like. I, I think. One of the things I really love about uh, the Paranoia Saves Lives train is like beat wise, like shit feels almost like its own character. 
You know what I mean? Mm. I was um, I was learning how to make beats in it. Like I literally so Els has been producing for like nearly ten years. Okay. But, oh but, shit. But but me, I only started around the time like Blood Swag and Tears came out. I wasn't really producing when that was when that was out. And, Mm. So, so for me, that project, some of it is very developed production that's like more recent, like uh, Summer Nights. Yeah, I like that joint. Yeah, but, yeah. But, but then a lot of the the other tracks on that, oh, some I think my first or second beat made it onto that project. Oh like, wow! I'm lucky because I got L's, so L's will clean shit up. L's will make it sound like it wasn't done by someone who's just fumbling around and learning mm. something. But like that's what I mean. That project is very. Um, it's kind of hard for me to even run through it because some of the tracks I've heard like 12,000 times. Mm-hmm. Like, they've been on my computer for two years using them to like, I guess, show people what we do and shit like that. And then, I'm so glad they're out, but yeah, I am banging that project that much. People keep telling me lines from it and I'm thinking to myself, damn, son, I was rapping, rapping back then. So. <laughs> shit. <laughs> How did you uh, get into like, making music in general? Like, could you like, let us like walk us through how you started in this shit? Big, big man back there, so like, I was, I was rapping before I was doing like, just a bit of UK hip hop stuff, like not, not that regularly. I had one video that my boy made for me and like, it was all like a little bit, I don't know, it was fun in it, but it wasn't something I was committed to. And then I met Els and then just started kind of pushing me to do more, I think, you know, like after six or seven months, the studio that we were in had a little drama there and uh, we kind of just were looking for somewhere new, you know? and I was just like, oh, I feel like once you've done music for like six months, especially if you're like me, like, I just felt like I was missing something as soon as the studio wasn't there, man, I was like, this is trash, bro, like, <laughs> I'm just out on the streets frustrated, bro. Like, no fucking, no way of expressing myself. Outlet. Yeah, bro. Like, I'm, I don't know, bro. I'm an observer of life, like a student and shit, bro. Like, I feel that, I feel that hard if I'm not putting something into words, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's hard. Like, when you're a creative person, man, when you're not working on creative shit, like, it's, it, it's soul killing, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because you, the, the creative aspect is how you express yourself. Yeah. And when you're not doing that and you're doing, you know, some other bullshit, like it, it kills you, man. It kills everything inside. Bro, especially yeah. if you're running around or doing fuckeries, doing anything like that. It's just a little bit like mm. one of them feels magic and the other one feels very real, isn't it? And I feel like, yeah. I feel like expressing yourself in music, that's something that like, it's just as therapeutic as it is like chasing any type of success or anything like that. And yeah. once, once we decided, Oh, we're going to get an, a proper studio outside of like the hood and shit. Like, like, we're still in the hood, but we're not in our respective hoods. And so I'm just like, <laughs> as, as, as soon as we decided to do that shit, we were just like, Oh, let's do it properly. And like, if we're doing it, like we need to be on some fucking here 19 hours of a day just making it work because there's so much people that do music that just like feel like they're just doing it to fuck girls bro 
<laughs> I'm not, not going to clown you. Like, there's bare weirdos in this industry, bro. I feel like, bro, why are you even... You man aren't trying to make no money. You lot aren't trying to get nowhere. Like, you're just using it as, like, a flex. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, I'm a rapper or a producer or some shit. So... I think getting into it later, I was just like, no, I'm not going to let this be part of man's ego. Like, let's just go there and fucking work as hard as we possibly can. And then, like, Young's is from this, like a similar area to me, isn't it? So I kind of encountered Young's a couple times throughout my life. And when, it, when we were doing stuff here, it just made sense. And we were all in a situation where it made sense to work. And I feel like for me, that's one of my favorite rappers, like, when I was in when I was in secondary school, so like high school for you lot, like I would have my little iPod Nano, Young's Teflon's <laughs> projects beating oh, up. Oh shit! Yeah, trust me. So like for me, like the age difference is like not even huge, huge in it. But there's a difference where like when he was out and about and making music and shit, I was still very much in uniform and mm-hmm. like, like going to school and shit. So like. Yeah, man, fucking, I feel like the opportunity to work with Young's just kind of boosted my my belief in what we we're doing, innit? And once someone does that and puts some batteries in your back like that, like, you're, you're due to fucking do something, innit? Yeah, mm. but it certifies it, you know what I mean? It certifies, like, what you're doing is, is all right, this is where I should be working, like, you know? Yeah, man, like, and, and just, like, kind of... I don't know, man. Every day, every day is like a, a good day when you're working on shit that you're actually happy with. You know what I mean? Like when you're when you're getting because Young's ain't easy with it either, bro. Like he's due to fucking. When I was learning to make beats, I'd sit here and he'd be exactly where he is and be making a beat, and he'd be like, "Why are you making an R and B, bro?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, like I feel like that's the only reason why we're able to do what we do now is just because like, the people that were around us were the type of people I was going to listen to. Because if that's just one of the homies, I'm going to be like, oh, shut the fuck up and rap on this R&B, bro. Yeah. Where is someone I've grown up listening to? Like, oh, Young's may as well be like the English Nas or some shit, bro. Mm. So I'm just like, all right, let's, let me stop being so R&B-ish with this. But that's why like, my music's hella R&B, bro. My music's all slow jams and shit. You have to yeah. have both sides of the coin, isn't it? Like when we produce yeah. songs, it has to has to kick properly. Like, mm. yeah, I um, I I really like I I was listening when I listened to the project the first the first couple of times, it didn't really hit me. But I was re-listening to the project yesterday, and um, it kind of really reminds me of somebody who we work with in. Uh, not necessarily John's worked with him in a musical sense, but uh, we work with him in other areas. But uh, a friend of ours called uh, Lush Life, who has these like, who musically like sets the tone as far as like um, the the beats feel like their own like their own presence as not, you know what I mean. And the lyrics or something like just added there, but mm-hmm. like they feel like they're compound and, and thick and lush. You know what I mean? Thank yeah, bro. Um, who, uh, who were your influences, like, coming up in, in, in music? Rap-wise, like, I'm not even going to lie to you. I'm, I'm more of, like, a, if you're talking American rap, probably, like, I'm more of a big than a pack type person. That might, yeah. be, a, that yeah. might, that might be a controversial view, but I'm, I, I, I'm <laughs> I feel like, I feel like whatever you're saying is cool, but you gotta, you gotta hit that shit right, bro. You gotta be in the pocket tightly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm fucking 
<laughs> when I was like a tiny, tiny white child, I was obviously fucking with M. <laughs> M, M, M had me feeling like I could do some rapping still, but I'm not gonna lie to you, fucking. Like, man, I don't listen to any of that type of shit anymore. Like, mm. like I still listen to Big, but like the yeah. M when I was an actual child, and I was like, oh, this is sick. Fuck yeah, I didn't really. I don't know, man. I find it kind of corny these days. I can't lie to you, like. Like, yeah, I feel that. I mean, yeah. listen, me and John, neither one of us are If I was talking about this in England, I wouldn't even have to say these things. They'd almost realize I was half joking when I say I'm um, talking like, you know, I was inspired as a as a as a grey person that I could <laughs> I, I could go out there and rap in it, but fucking no, if I'm honest with you, American, I probably bang bare Kodak Black. I think Kodak, I think Kodak Black this might be a mad controversial shit for you lot as well, but I think Kodak Black's one of the best rappers of all time. Bro. Mm. And like, I'm someone who like, if I'm really going to say like, who did I learn to just rap from? I'm going to say like the lot, it? Jadar, Styles. Like, yeah, yeah. Like a hundred percent, bro. I could do every smack DVD freestyle lyric to you right now. No <laughs> people, shit. You'd be like, what English people are on this shit, bro? Like, but, you see, when it comes to stuff that made me realize like, that there's a whole different dimension I wasn't aware of, people like Kodak, bro, because you see Kodak, he's not even really rapping to you. He's just telling you some shit. Mm. Like, it might not even... I feel like it's so easy to lose him in, like... I don't know. I guess a lot of old heads are on some, like, oh, they mumble rap or they this or that. But Kodak's, like, energy is different, bro. Mm. Different. You know what I mean? I feel like he's... If you're looking for someone that's close to like the way Pax idolized the shit, like Kodak's real fucking different vibes, bro. Um, who else? Fucking no, I don't really know many Philly rappers these days. Little Uzi, but that's the main guy from Philly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We listen to a lot of of the Chicago lot here. Dark drill shit. Yeah, yeah, mm. uh, yeah. But not even. Not even the drill stuff so much, bro. Like, I fuck with, like, when them man are on auto-tune and shit, like. Dark on, yeah, shit, oh, shit, yeah. Chef G, Sleepy Hollow, fucking, what's my man's name? Great John on the beat. You see them, man? Do you you know these guys? I've heard of them. Don't really know their music like that. Oh, bro, these guys are the fucking coldest, bro. (laughs) I'm not gonna lie, like, if you're looking at, like, and also, if you like English music, I feel like you'll find something in that because a lot of the beats that these guys are hitting sound more like English drill mm-hmm. and like a lot of the samples are more like English drill which is like garage samples basically grime samples in it high pitch voices and shit like you hear a lot of it in my music as well like yeah they pop, were talking about Pop Smoke with that a lot too yeah uh, but bro, Pop Smoke's producers are all English bro like okay Sorry if any of them are American and I'm missing them out, but like a lot of his producers are the younger London drill producers that are like, you know, when that shit's bending off, when the 808's like going, yeah, yeah, that's that's the UK, that's that's our shit right there. Yeah, so that like, shit is crazy too, cause like people out here like play that shit and they'll they'll like rock with Pop Smoke, and when I hear like the basslines specifically. I hear garage, I hear grime and all of that shit. I'm like, we're really in the hood over here listening to British music. Listening or at least fucking dubstep. <laughs> the yeah. That's like dubstep, like they're bending all over the place. Bro. Right. 
there's something about it that I don't know, man. It's not even just necessarily rap fans, yeah. If you're either a female or you're one of the shooters, I don't know what it is, but that 808 just has, bro, a couple of my couple of my boys just like they're there, like, like you hear them saying that shit. <laughs> serious, serious grown men and that. I'm thinking, like, that shit speaking to your soul, bro. I don't right. know what it is, but it's yeah, man. Something tribal, yeah. Yeah, but like in New York, there's a lot of man that, that spit on the English drill beats. So 22 G's, uh, Pop Smoke, even Five Year Foreign, I think his name is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, even recently, uh, Jay Critch has started doing it a bit as well. But the reason why I fuck with Chef G and Sleepy and those guys so hard is, you know, Uncle Murder, yeah? Yeah. 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 I think these guys are like Uncle Murder's young boys, isn't it? Like they're around like Blanco and all them man there, yeah? Mm-hmm. Like when I see. When I see these guys, they've got their own producer from New York that's basically like doing the same shit that we do in England, but he's made it sound a bit more New Yorky, you know? Mm. That's great yeah. job to beat, yeah. Trust me, he's one to watch out for production wise. He's old. Yeah, that's what's up. I'm gonna check him out. Um, <laughs> like, I, I'm, I'm always interested in like how the scene grew over there. Like, you know, obviously, you know, the hip hop started here, whatever. But like, when the scene goes over there, like it's interesting to see the change and like, you know, like the London posse dudes like that, you know, it sounded much more like tra- more traditional, like uh, East coast hip hop. And mm-hmm. then like watching it like grow with like grime and uh, UK drill and that scene grow its own thing, basically. Yeah, man. Fucking, I think it's kind of like from London posse, there was a lot of like, that's not even really, is it boom back? Like, it's a kind of. Yeah, that shit's like, uh, that's London Posse to me always sounds like like old MOP. Yeah. 19, <laughs> 1990 type yeah, like, shit. But even like a little bit, bef- just maybe before like the proper boom back, like, when yeah. it was right. like a hip, a hop, a hip, hip, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, 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 when when, graf- when when graffiti and breakdancing was still up there with things that were important to rap music, yeah. yeah. And I feel like it was that type of shit, innit? Mm. And then, like, when it got to, like, maybe seven or eight years later, I feel like Garage was kind of evolving into grime, and then they were rapping grime over... Like, somehow, the way it translated was, when you went to... Oh, shit, is the internet bugging up? You you pause for a second. We good. All right, cool. Fucking, it's like when the harder New York stuff was coming out, like locks and shit like that. People in this country, like it was like you could finally go and buy like an Avrex. No, <laughs> 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 I mean like you could go, you could go and cop certain shit that we couldn't really get here before, innit? it? Uh-huh. This isn't even my generation. This is like the older guys. From yeah, the generation before. Yeah. Yeah, like, I would never have got Avery. Oh my gosh, my mom. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. Oh wait, I was young, bro. But fucking, yeah, like it went from people kind of being more accessible to this stuff, but then in England because we were so like English people rate themselves as like pioneers of music, and so where your whole country is just like taking something from like the New York rap vibes or whatever. I feel like people in England were always going to be like, no, we invented Garage, so we're going to rap on Garage. Mm -hmm. And then 
you might, you might didn't invent rhyming words. You're just saying you invented rap. So we're yeah. going to do our own thing, innit? Fuck New York rap. Like, like, I'm not going to lie. There was a big element when I was growing up, yeah, where like some of the first gangster rappers that weren't rapping on grime sounded American, yeah? Mm-hmm. And the grime guys hated it. They were like, no, like, got some English, like, fuck all of that. Like, it's just grime, innit? Grime against the world type vibes. Mm. <laughs> and, like, while that was happening, I feel like there was some, it was all in East London, basically. Like, a lot of it was in East London. And South London, where I'm from, it kind of grew out of rapping on rap beats and grime beats sounding like a bit more aggressive than the East London lot. Like there was less like fun, funny stuff and more just talking about like letting it off and that like, yeah. like there was less metaphors and shit. Like, ro- do you know Roadside G's? No, no, I don't know. Okay, if you want to see where, where like UK grime transitioned to like, it's still grime, but it's something very different to the kind of playful, everyone's got a bit of a personality grime. Yeah, yeah. Roadside G's, bro. They were just, yeah, they were live all on some mad shit, like, and they were making like gangster grime, like real gangster grime. It wasn't funny music, you know what I mean? Mm. And then when everyone in the grime scene started doing pop songs in order to like transition into making money, the South London rappers just started rapping on drill beats, yeah. and like. Like, mm-hmm. before that, there's a long run of, like, in South, there was Blade Brown, Young's Teflon. Um, damn, like, there's people from other parts of London that were doing it as well. Even Nines, people like that, yeah. Nines is trying to go number one right now in the UK charts with his album as well. So, obviously, everyone's got to go run that, that up now. I think it's called Crabs in a Bucket. It's a yeah, hard... yeah, yeah. So I just saw Young's post about it. Yeah, that's a cold, cold project still. But, yeah, fucking... These people were all doing rap in it. They were they kind of gone away from most of them didn't even do grime in the first place. They were probably just doing rap with a more American accent. Mm-hmm. But once England found this voice for like rapping, they they were just making motivational music in the ends, bro. Giggs is another person that came up in that time. Yeah. Like, but most of the people that I'm naming, bar nines, are from South, in it. It was like South kind of there was no commercial availability for it. But if you knew about certain places on YouTube and you knew about that piff, you could bang these rap projects in it. And like, yeah, fam, it went from that to their youngers just started rapping on drill beats. And then once they started rapping on drill beats, in England, we got some of the best producers and like the people that were producing this more aggressive grime and this, this kind of UK rap, they just were like, yeah, fuck it, like let's stop making these 808s bend off on these drill beats and let's make everything more like a grime tempo. Yeah. And then, bro, like, once you've got five or six people in London that are doing drill, the whole city, every end's had a drill. Like, it was like, it's the first time I've ever seen it in London where, like, bro, Brixton had drill artists and then mm. had drill artists and then all of a sudden, bro, every tiny little neighbourhood in the whole of London has got, like, three or four big drill artists and, like, finally the mainstream are offering money to people like, yeah like, 
you can you can get rich rapping on just drill talking about body and ops now in in England, isn't it? For the first time ever, yeah, like, no. you know, in like in America, guys got rich talking about killing the ops for for years, isn't it? But yeah, in in England, you had to like put atomic kitten on your chorus and start singing about it. <laughs> it was mad out here. But obviously, shout out, shout out them man that did that, in it because if they didn't do that. Then there's no progression. There's, there's no money in it. Like, I understand yeah. completely why you do it. Like, my music's not exactly out here talking about drill and shit, but yeah, man, like, it just evolved like that, I think. And then because we spent so long focusing on ourselves, it's like by the time we got big over here and there was money in it, New York had kind of dried up. Like, there weren't shit going on in New York. You got like five or six like big industry plants like Cardi mm-hmm. Cardi B and them man, and then you got like rappers that are underrated, like fucking I don't know, like all of the motherfuckers in Griselda, like Danny and Basad and them guys. They're, they're bringing back that like real, yeah, man, like. Now you hear that shit and it's come back. I guess it's the same thing I was saying with Grime and the other side of that. But mm. yeah, like New York's basically just kind of looked across the sea and been like, oh, we like what you guys are doing. Yeah. And started doing it, bro. And yeah, I like, think the internet has like done that a ton, man. Like being able, first of all, just being able to like be able to record your own shit and put it out there right away. No, but like, we was... We was on the internet for years and you guys didn't care about it. <laughs> my focus was on the internet for like two whole decades nearly. <laughs> no one was running up no English streams, fam. They were, yeah, man. No well, I, you know what I think too, though? I think you get like the progression of just entertainment period. Like, you know, a lot of shows, English shows started to become popular over here. Um, you have shit like Luther and shit like that where like people... I, I think there's a real bias, um, you know, when you grow up and you're like, listen, man, I mean, there was a lot of hatred towards Southern hip hop for a long time from like East Coast. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Just uh, because it was I mean, different. Bro, we're aware of all of that. Like, I'm probably as aware of that shit as most people that live in like the main states of the US. Are, like, we, we, were, we were live or watching... Mm-hmm. as well yeah. you know what I mean like I feel like American rap culture and in- that's why English people are just like they're not upset about it but they're just like you lot don't really care like, <laughs> oh, like that's like a niche thing in America whereas in England like yeah bro like I said that Smack DVD that Jada Kiss Smack DVD freestyle probably came out when I was like six bro. I could tell you every lyric from that mm. that's probably the same as kids that are liable from their block you know what I mean like yeah. Legends around here as well. I feel like the same thing with like even Philadelphia, like where you guys are from. Like, oh man, fucks with. I used to fuck with AR Ab so hard, yeah. So then, as like now, when they're going through all them cases and all that shit, like people are keeping up with it, innit? You don't just like. Yeah, I think America's really insular. Like they do not pay it. Like in general don't pay attention to what's going on in the rest of the world. And we're arrogant too. Yeah. <laughs> we don't, we don't like want to so, learn. But that's what yeah. I mean. So, so are England now, bro. That's, that's why I feel like <laughs> the, meeting, the meeting, the meeting of music is better because people in the UK are actually making money, you know? Yeah. Like, like mm. the rappers in the UK are making money. Yeah. So, so when, 
they're linking up with the US artists. It's not just both like, oh, we're both artists. It's like, yeah, like we're both like doing the same shit. You know what I mean? Same yeah. circle, same interest. Then from there, you get people that actually have business interests, bro. It, like, there's American artists right now that are, I think are dope. And they're doing art, they're doing tracks with people from the UK that are just basically like social media influencers. <laughs> <laughs> they're not even real rappers, but like mm. because there's a big bag for the feature, the feature even sounds like they mean it, bro. There's one guy and he's like a streamer called KSI, yeah. And he I see he's got a song with Trippy Red. Bro, I rate Trippy Red, bro. This Trippy Red went ham on the song. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like, this is crazy. This is like if Giggs got on the song with like Jake Poole or one of them streamers. <laughs> YouTuber or some shit. Yeah, like it, it don't make sense. Like there's still like a weird, like it's nice to almost see that the England, the England commands a bit of respect now because artists are making money, you know. Mm-hmm. And they're not making what they deserve, but they're still making like enough to be in that realm now. So Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, so I just want to, uh, like, before we get ready to get out of here, I just want to, uh, like, what, like, what stuff you got going on, and um, like, what stuff you're working on? Because I know me and you talked privately, and you were like, "Yo, we got a bunch of videos getting ready to drop, stuff like that." So, mm, yeah. uh, you know, I just want to make sure people get out there, get to know you, and where, like, where they can get at you, like, you know what I mean, your socials and shit. Fucking s underscore west. That's on all platforms, I think. But it's Instagram, and if you go on my Instagram, you'll be directed to any other bullshit. I'm on Twitter talking some shit, but no one ain't got time for that anyway, man. People are busy. So fucking, yeah, S underscore West, that's on Spotify, all that shit. Um, Young's has got his project dropping, so you can expect more content from him as well. That project. You got stuff on there? If you're... Uh yeah, we produced a lot of it still. Okay, that's what mm. Fucking if you like Young's or you just like rap, yeah. That project right there, it's mean, bro. It's very mean. There's a lot of yeah. Um and then yeah, we've got my singles coming out that are just like video accompaniments. None of them are from Paranoia Saves Lives, they're all new okay. friends. And we're just gonna drop one at a time, like one a month, and just yeah, see what happens in it. Cause the music that we've got lined up is, yeah, I feel like it's 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 going in the direction we want it to go. And if if anyone else will think that, like wait and see. But I feel like we're enjoying making it, and thus far it's being it's being greeted better than I would have imagined. So yeah, we just we're happy, bro. We're ready to put some stuff out. That's what's up, man. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. You know, you got, like I like I told you personally, like you know, you got a fan over here, man. Like I, I oh, can't thank wait. You, bro, bro. Thank you. Know you. I mean, um, sure. uh, you 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 were gonna right? You were gonna right? Yeah, you know what? I was I was literally thinking to myself, you ain't brought that up. And you know what? Yeah, and, and, and you know what the funniest thing is? Normally, I would just wouldn't even talk about that shit. Yeah, but seeing as you are as well, this is a safe space. <laughs> Broski yeah. down the bottom and said shit, so I'm guessing he thinks football is with your hands. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> like, like, yeah, man. Arsenal fan, bro. Like, That's really up, yo. London is red, bro. Trust and understand. London is red. We're doing, we're doing good, isn't it? Like, at the moment, we're on a little run. Like, I, I think Arteta might be the man for the job. But Me too, yo. For real. Like, 
But until the money's in your pocket, let's just say being an Arsenal fan sucks a whole bunch of dicks, bro. I'm not gonna... <laughs> yeah. That shit is stressful. It's taken years off my life. So I hope Arteta can do something about that. Yo, listen, it's my, it's legit, like, moving up. I told John this shit the other day, like, it's legit moving up. Like, you know, I'm obviously, you know, I'm a, a regular American football, uh, basketball, shit like that. Oh, but, like, but I see you on the socials in your, in your, what's that shit? The, the one with the blood on it, the new Yeah, Arsenal. yeah, I got my away kit, yeah. Yeah, bro, no, like, I ripped my squad, dog. Like, just out of the <laughs> Yeah. And I, and I didn't even have to, like, imagine how I'll look in that shit when I buy it either, because I could just squint and this motherfucker. We got the same barber. So yeah, yeah, like, oh, yeah. That's, that's like, yeah, bro. It's a nice shirt. I don't know about the football club. But let's just, <laughs> let's just, let's just pray for better times, bro, because... Yeah. Do yeah. Try, listen, man. Make that you know sign sign on Baba Yang and let's get this the, let's get that pen to paper and I think we good man well, you know that's the optimist in me bro the realist in me is like <laughs> no, no just let Obama Yang like go bang out somewhere else yeah like, listen, I, listen, he, listen he's my favorite destroy, yeah don't destroy the man's career bro like the, proof, <laughs> the, proof, the, the proofs in the pudding. okay where yeah I said I think everyone that's left Arsenal other than Bakary Sanyo has won a major trophy bro. Every single person, like a bit like a Champions League or a league or something like. Yeah, yeah. Listen, man, Philly got that same history, man. So I, I think that's probably why I signed up. That's fucking signed real. Up Arsenal. <laughs> like, I think that's why I, I can't. Yo. You know, I can't be disappointed anywhere else. So I figure I'll be disappointed when I when I root for my uh for my club. You know what I mean? Well, I'm just I'm a reasonable man. Yeah, I feel like if everyone that leaves wins, you know, and everyone that stays loses, like. You gotta look at Aubameyang and be like, right? Are we basically hoping that he's gonna be so loyal that he's kind of done? Yeah. So. Yeah. Um. No. So. Um. Yo, I just want to thank you a lot, man, for uh, you know, making time and you know, you across the pond. You know what I mean? So you know, oh, it, thank you for having me. Fucking, I appreciate it, man. I'm, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm trying to kind of not even do any interviews at all. I feel like it's supposed to be like mystical and shit. And I'm not very mystical, bro. I don't want to fuck up the ambience in it. But I feel like because we're just starting to put out music, at least like there'll be one thing of me just talking to some Americans across the pond. And then, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, I feel, like I'm not really undoing no more interviews. I feel like I've said too much already. I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> no, but we appreciate it, man. And you know, yeah. you know, we'll be in touch, man. We appreciate it a lot, man. Listen, we hoping to head out there soon, like next year. You know what I mean? Yeah, bro, when, man, trust me, come pop a bottle. We drink Ray and Nephews out here. You lot know what Ray and Nephews is? Yeah, nah, yeah, what's yeah. that? Bro, that's, that, that, that's that Jamaican shit. That's that. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, bro. You get, get some firewater, bro. That shit's oh, the, shit. That shit will have you sweating off your head, bro. I'm telling you. Bro. <laughs> bro. No, we appreciate it, man. We really appreciate it a lot, man. Thanks a lot. Word. Bro, bless. Uh, peace, bro. I'm Robert Evans, host of Behind the Bastards, and it could happen here. And boy, it does seem to be happening here. 
I'm going to guess most of the people listening to this are deeply concerned with what they saw happen in Washington, D.C. on January 6th. And I'm here to tell you it was a fascist insurrection, an attempt by fascists to take over our democracy. And it didn't happen in a historical vacuum. There have been numerous attempts, many of them successful, by fascist movements to take over democracies over the last century. In order to protect yourself, in order to protect your family and your very freedom, you need to understand this history and the history of the different anti-fascist movements that have fought, sometimes successfully, often unsuccessfully, to stop the same things from happening in their own countries. The knowledge of this history is important, and it's maybe the only thing that can save us. So, if you're as concerned as I am, listen to Behind the Insurrections on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Who is David Bowie? Well, that depends on who you ask or which record you play. To some, he's Ziggy Stardust. To others, the Thin White Duke, or Major Tom. But who is David Bowie really? To answer that question, we'll have to go Off the Record. My name is Jordan Runtog, and I'm the host of Off the Record, a new music biography podcast from iHeartRadio. Off the Record goes beyond the songs and into the hearts and minds of rock's greatest legends. Every season profiles one classic artist, taking listeners on a wild ride through their extraordinary career. The first season examines the life, or rather lives, of David Bowie. Each episode of the 11th part audio event tells the story of one of his iconic personas. Together, these faces form an intimate portrait of one of the 20th century's most influential figures. So who was David Bowie? Tune in to Off the Record to find out. Listen and follow on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Boom, back in effect. Um, so, yeah, shout out to S. West. You know what I mean? It was real dope um, chatting with him and getting a feel for his own history and background and the music that he makes, but then also in like a broader sense, getting a, an idea of like uh, how UK hip hop has developed over the years, how, you know, their attitudes towards what we're doing over here and then uh-huh. vice versa. It was just cool to like chat with him and build on all of that. Yeah, yeah. He was a, definitely a, a, a well of knowledge, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I love like young musicians that know like the history of like their culture yes. and their yeah. genre I, like I, I i respect that shit you know what i mean cats who are you know it's, it's easier when you're like older and you because you saw a lot of the historical shit but for somebody who's like a young cat coming up in the game and to have a grasp of the knowledge of the history of this shit i respect that yeah absolutely um and uh, actually, my my uh, what I'm listening to this week is an artist he mentioned, um, mm-hmm. Nines, uh, his project Crabs in a Barrel. What's crazy is um, the homie Justin had hit me up about this project too. Mm. Um, shout out Just, yeah, shout out Just. He uh, he had hit me up about it, and um, dog, I threw this shit on. Like, I'm gonna tell you this, fucking. It's a stellar project. Stellar mm. project. It's probably one of the best project. Like it might be on my list for the year, dog. It's that nice. good. It's that good. Um Airplane Mode is my fucking like is my shit right now. Mm. Um 
so like it's it's the be- for me it's the best song on the project and that's my like that joint that shit gonna ring I'm telling you that joint that shit right there is fucking insane airplane mode this this nines uh crab crabs in a barrel joint man mm-hmm. yo for real check this shit out it's fucking nice. super stellar dog it's been like so much really fucking good music coming out lately yeah you know what i mean like without uh it's almost been like especially like during this like quarantine but even leading up to it it seemed like it's been like uh like no breaks yeah in like banging shit that's just been coming out on like a high level but then like down low like under the radar shit too absolutely it's been a it's been a stellar year for uh for music man like um you know i don't know if it's the quarantine the people locked in the crib and just having mad yeah. time or what but like it's been a great year so far um and i can't wait to see what fourth quarter has in store for us yeah absolutely i um i've been rocking with this record uh by this cat named marlo and um he's an mc he's from i think he's from north carolina and he worked with uh, the producer El Orange okay. on this shit. And it's the album is called Marlo 2, and it's really fucking good. You mm. know what I mean? He's like, he, I don't know how old his brother is. He sounds like a younger cat. Yeah. Um, And he's rhyming on, like, you know, the beats are, like, sample bass. They got, like, that jazz shit in it. You know what I mean? Some of the weird, like, skit shit. Like, I've heard some people... Com- uh, compared us to Mad Villain. I wouldn't necessarily compare it to that. Yeah. Um, I think people honestly it's like rapper, sample based producer, and weird little skits. So people compare it to Mad Villain, but it's it's really dope and strong on its own. Like Homeboy is like barring it down all the way through and the beats are crazy. It's just it's like really solid, uh a really solid record. And I didn't. I I hadn't heard. I had heard uh, El Orange before, but I hadn't. He's really fucking dope. I hadn't heard Marlo on the mic, but I saw that uh, they had done an old album together, and I was like, "Let me check this shit out." And I checked it out, and it was dope. So I was like, "All right, I'm I'm gonna buy this." You know what I mean? Talk about it here. Play it on the radio. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it was like, it's it's just like ill shit. You know what I mean? And it it. it it speaks to uh, what we were just talking about. Like it's like there's no shortage of quality music. Like the the label uh, Mellow Music Group that put this out, they're pretty much always on point. You know what I mean? Um, so it's like it's like safe bets listening to something that you know came out on that label, and it's just ill to see. Like uh, it 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 doesn't bother me, but it's just, it's just odd to me and a little sad when people are like, Oh, there's no good music. I was just thinking the same thing. Yo, Yo, there's so much good shit. And this disjoint Marlo too is really fucking dope. I would like highly recommend it. Yeah. It's crazy because when, when people hit that where, Oh, there's no good music. It's just like, yeah, actively they're not trying to find it. Right. Cause I mean, like, you know, I'm not, not toot our own horn, but like we talk about, dope projects every week and maybe like you're not gonna like every one of them but you're bound mm-hmm. to like you know if we're giving you 52 fucking you know morally normally like two artists per, per uh 
per fucking episode. So you're talking like 104 fucking different projects that yeah. you can pick from. Like, you know what I mean? And that's right. and that's not like to say just like, you know, we share our artists on our social media all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we share artists just on our social media that we're not talking about for that week. Like, yeah, just in general. Yeah. yeah so like there's too much good music out there to be like, yo, there's no good stuff anymore. Right. You know what I mean? And I mean, when it comes down to it, like your favorite artist from like 96 probably did just drop a new project. You just might have to look for it. Yeah. Yo, Master Ace, um, they did a list a little while back, uh, like a month or two ago. And it was like best uh, artists over 40, like best rappers over 40 lists. And I immediately thought of Master Ace. Master Ace. Uh, the record, I can't think of the name of the record, like the Brooklyn record that he did. It was all about Brooklyn. Yeah. And he did the record that was all about his like four years in high school. Like Ace is killing it. You know what I mean? Like it's so many cats, like you said, that uh, I just heard some shit with Sadat X on it. He was killing it. (laughs) You know what I mean? It was like him and I can't think of who it was. It was like him and some younger dudes. You know what I mean? It's like a lot of these cats that people loved are still doing it. You know what I mean? You don't, if you, you know, I don't mind listening to a 20 year old, you know what I'm saying? But if you don't want to listen to a 20 year old, there are plenty of 40 year olds that are doing dope shit that you could listen to. Absolutely. I think we're really in like the time of, you know, age is not a factor in hip hop. Like, listen, man, it's like, it's going to be rare if you're like 44 and you're like, the most popular rapper for like 19 year olds right you know what yeah, i mean they don't, want, they don't want to hear that shit no but like because we're in a state of uh like a generation that has completely grown up in hip-hop like our generation completely hip-hop has always been around yeah um so you know if you're an artist that's like four five six ten years older than we are you know for you to drop an album, there's an audience still there. Like, you know what I mean? Um, And an audience that's tech savvy enough to be like, oh, I'll go get it on Bandcamp. Like, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Um, And if you're an artist that's, you know, still tries to maintain some kind of, like, social media presence or even just, like, up on technology, then, you know, you can get your shit out there. And, like, Bandcamp yeah. is doing like once a month is doing their free Friday shit. So, yeah, you know what oh, I mean. If you if you put out a you make a record right now, and you can go to like DistroKid and pay them whatever their fee is, and they'll have that shit on every single. Um, my shit, dog the the record that I made uh, with Deadverse Southwest Psychedelphia, yeah. They did the digital distribution. My shit was on like Amazon Japan. Yeah. yeah. Amazon. You know what I mean? Like just they my, my point is that it like is real easy for your shit to go everywhere instantaneously. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And artists are taking advantage of that. I want more people of our age group to like look for this shit and find the shit that they'll like and enjoy. Absolutely. I mean there's no reason not to. Like you know, I, I look at an artist like it, it's like you have to choose to just decide not to put records out at this point. Yeah, because you can still put music out. People can still tour. Like, mm-hmm. you know, well before the Rona. 
Yeah, yeah, before the Rona. <laughs> um, yeah, fucking Rona's drawn, dog. So many good shows were going to be coming, and, like, the Rona killed yeah. that. Uh, that shit wiped my whole calendar out. Yeah. You yeah, know what I mean? Real. I had gigs booked from it was March into the summer, yeah. deep into the summer. Wiped my whole shit out in, like, a week or two. Yeah, I mean, that fucked up so many deals. I mean, it fucked up every live show we was going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, play, other plans we had, like you know what I mean. We had yeah. a, a few different things on the table we were getting ready to do, which I thought I thought were really gonna like be dope. Yeah. Um, <coughs> Hip hop documentary festival. Yeah, <coughs> um, you know what I'm saying. Like, there's a lot of shit we had like ideas to do that we kind of like just kind of got blown out the water because you know, fucking, you know, Trump doesn't listen to scientists um the worst but you know what in the end of the day fucking even countries that did listen are still going through crazy lockdown so it is what it yeah. is um but uh it still would be better if we had a president who didn't believe in conspiracy theories uh <laughs> like you know it's essentially i was telling i was telling a homie this shit the other day it's essentially having like alex jones as president right or like one of us when we were like fourteen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. he. It's the virus not even real. Yeah, it's like it, basically, if behold a pale horse was a human, <laughs> that's our president right now. With um, like none of none of the knowledge of self. Yeah, exactly. exactly. He's just all the bad stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, I think we can start uh, wrapping up. Um, Where. Uh, but mentioning Bandcamp, you have some stuff up on Bandcamp, uh, correct? I do. I do. I absolutely do. Let me, uh, yeah, if you go to like, uh, fuck, man. Yeah, johnmorrison215.bandcamp.com, you can find a bunch of my shit, uh, you know, beat tapes, remix tapes, all kind of shit. Yeah, yeah. I don't have nothing up on Bandcamp. I do have an OnlyFans. <laughs> Word. But it's just me like reading off what Alex Jones did on uh InfoWars <laughs> for the day. I just go into Yo. deep conspiracy theory. Um but uh you know you can get that at no I'm kidding. Um Yeah, no, so go go support go support my brother on Bandcamp. Um yeah, yeah. we also I got a I got a whole instrumental tape in the clip that I I'm just like I'm trying to carve out some time to put out because yeah. I've been working and working and working. I haven't had time to put it out and really work it. So that'll be up there soon as well. Absolutely. Um, also, we have a T-shirt, uh, our collab with uh, Incense Trap and Yoga, the Abolish Ice T-shirt, um, Abolish Ice Water Ice T-shirt. Um, money, uh, part of the proceeds go toward uh, helping migrant families with legal aid um you also will be supporting a black woman-owned business so Mm -hmm. you get to be kind on two levels um and righteous on two levels Mm -hmm. um and uh you can find us at serious rap shit on instagram and twitter um indie underscore srs that's indi underscore srs on instagram and twitter you're john the liberator on instagram and twitter Mm-hmm. Um, we have a YouTube page. You can go like and subscribe. Um, we're going to have... Uh, there'll be a video version of that S-West interview up on the the YouTube page and possibly our IG stories. Like I see how big the, fu- the file is. Uh, but 
we'll have a video version definitely up on YouTube. Um, I'm going to start trying to do that with like any interview that we do that's uh, on Zoom. I'm going to try and do that. Uh, mm-hmm. Man, I didn't think about that with uh, Rashid. Um, but, uh, yo, uh, yo, if you're listening to this in the Apple podcast app, you can rate and review us right in that. Uh, we really need that because that helps us like get more like seen or whatever. I don't know. Um, just do it because I'll smack <laughs> you if you don't. Uh, right. Other the people, than, the people tell us we need it, and we telling y'all we exactly. Need it. Yeah, people tell us we need it, so we telling y'all we need it. Please take two seconds to give it five stars and fucking write. You can write whatever you want in there. Just give us the five stars. I don't really don't care what you write after that. But uh, other than that, yo, we'll be back next week with some more fire. Peace. Peace. Serious Rapture is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, check out the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get podcasts. I'm Robert Evans, host of Behind the Bastards, and if you're like me, you're probably worried right now, in part because of the fascist insurrection on January 6th in Washington, D.C. But what if I were to tell you that what happened in D.C. was just the latest in more than a century of fascist attempts to take over democratic governments, many of them successful? Learn about the history of these insurrections and the history of anti-fascist actions attempting to stop them when you listen to Behind the Insurrections on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon.